Welcome to Bikes, Burpees, and Backhand. This is your host, Dave Matthews, 11-time national champion, one-time world team champion, uh, with our guest this week in part three of three, Mr. Bill Patton. Uh, Bill's accolades uh, will take about another 20 minutes to put on here. It is on the first part of the three-part series. Um, Bill is the author of author of the art of coaching high school tennis you can find that on amazon.com uh, and as i said before you can always use smile.amazon to buy anything and pick bike friendly atl a nonprofit that i run here in the atlanta area decatur area uh, trying to make our street safer for everybody um, on to part three with uh, bill Patton. Hope you all enjoy it, and uh, this one is about 20 minutes, so I uh, hope this concludes, this will conclude our three-part series with Bill, and I uh, hope you all enjoy it, and uh, got some good questions answered out of this. No, isn't it interesting? I think that, and I've I've witnessed that, and I've been had that directed my way numerous times. Like with my son, you know, the the dad will say to me, "Good match," and I'm like, "Well, tell my tell my son he's he played it." I was, yeah, what? Yeah, we have this thing about living vicariously, and I'm I'm fine with living vicariously as long as you know you're doing it. Um, it's, it's the unconscious living vicariously that can be so damaging to kids. Oh, it, 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 I've seen it and I'm sure you've seen it, you know, time after time that, you know, parents are, uh, you know, pushing, well, you go here, you go there. I said, well, you might want to ask him if he, if he really is wanting to be there. If he doesn't want to be there, there's nothing wrong with that. Find what he does want to do. And let him use his energy towards something productive, right? right. Not everybody's a tennis player. Not everybody's a football player or vice versa. Right. But figure it out, you know? So, I think uh, you know, it's, they're interesting. You know, it's getting more interesting as, as time evolves with the way the world is turning. It's uh, The athlete is getting to be a, uh, an endangered species sometimes, you know? The high-level athlete especially. Yeah, yeah. You can't tell them. You had a bad day, you know. You got to turn that around as, as a ray of sunshine. And I'm like, well, you know, sometimes I do have a pretty bad day. I, I, I've acknowledged that in myself and go, well, guess what? Tomorrow is my day to get back up and make yesterday not so bad. That's, you know, like Lance Armstrong said, you lose your conditioning four times faster than you gain it. So even the one day that you don't do it well, at least you're not going backwards four steps. Mm. And I was like, holy cow, that makes a boatload of sense. You know? Um, anyway, I mean, through, through him and through, through talking and telling some good stories and stuff, a lot, of, I mean, I think all the questions got answered. Um, you got anything else you want to add before this thing? They had not shut me off yet, but I guarantee you we're way over about 45 minutes. Yeah, it's okay because it's your first one, so they're gonna give you. Yeah, they they. Did you already get a message that said? No, I haven't gotten a message oh, you, yet either. I've been yeah, like forty five minutes at least. So. Yeah, no, no, no. You're doing fine. So, okay. um, <clears throat> now I think 
I think one of the things that I would like to discuss is um, sure. is some of the mistakes that that parents make. Um, so you Absolutely. said this is going to be so parents are going to be watching this, right? Sure. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So, I mean, because, you know, I've been coaching for 30 years. And so, you know, I've now seen, you know, 30 different years of teenagers coming through, you know, and they're not all that different. I, this whole fascination with generational change, um, you know, 14 year old boys are still think they're the smartest thing you've ever met, absolutely. you know, and yeah. seniors in high school, you know, are are really thinking of starting to think about college. Right. And, you know, I mean, this is, I just don't I just don't see a tremendous amount of change. The only thing that's really changed is the amount of screen time and whatnot. But yeah. but, I, you know, people are all concerned about this. But when I see kids sharing screen time, then right. I'm like, how is that different than taking out earbuds and sharing their Walkman? Right, right. I mean, it's always something. It's always something. So you know, I mean, I think it was was it uh, Aristotle, Plato, who was like saying, oh, "The world's about to end because the new generation is just awful." You know, so <laughs> it's nothing new under the sun here. So, right. so anyway, so they're still teenagers and their brains still develop late. You know, I mean, they're still their their brains are not complete. They need to get their. Um, you know, their front parietal lobe completely completed before they can do rational thought. And it's our job to help them make connections. But anyway, back to parents. I think parents think that, you know, because it's the whole situation's new to them, that, that it's new to us. You know, and they tend to go on attack mode a little bit early. So I would say, um, you know, if you're a parent watching this, you know, just... Just try to understand what's going on with the team. You know, get to know your coach. Develop a relationship with the coach, you know, and and follow the chain of command. So if you if there's a problem, you know, have your kid go talk to the coach. Go to learn to, to teach your kid to grow up and talk to the coach. And then if they don't, then call the coach and say, hey, I've been trying to get my kid to come talk to you. Have they talked to you? And then no. So... So please, can you then kind of corner my kid, right? right. And then right. if there's a problem with the coach, you think, go to the coach and talk to the coach directly. And then if you don't get satisfaction, go to the athletic director. And if you don't go get satisfaction there, then, you know, take it step by step up the ladder, you know. Right. But don't, right. don't overreact. First, just try to understand what's happening. Because a lot of times kids will misrepresent what's really happening and it almost always comes out in their favor when they're telling stories sure sure they almost never tell on themselves right so um and then you know as much as possible you know uh show support and respect to the coach um and and then you know if if you think you see a problem just ask questions i mean i'm so appreciative of the parents who've come through my programs in, in, in past years and with deep respect have said, hey, I think I see a problem with the program in terms of the level of communication, right? You know, and then I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm really sorry. I'm just not really that good at that part. So I'm going to, I'm really, tr I'm trying to get better at the communication part. Sure. Um, 
And, you know, nowadays, like I'm, I'm all over that. But I mean, I, when I was a young coach, I really struggled with communicating in a timely way with my parents and my kids. And I mean, we, we, we go through these little things. So just, you know, expect that the coach can learn. I mean, it's all about that growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. You know, just assume that people will listen to you when you talk to them and that they want to get better at what they're doing and, and start there and, you know, find out what you can do to help them. Right. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not all that difficult, but it's like what you were saying, you know, just treat people like pre people and let's have, you know, a lot of mutual respect and admiration for each other and we can get a lot of things done. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I, I, I go into, I don't, I'm, I'm not a coaching at the high school. I mean, I coach high school tennis players. Uh, one last thing I wanted to ask you. So let's say, you know, I, I coach high performance kids and some days uh, I have some of my kids that will go, I don't know how they set this up, but they go into weight training, uh, and it sounds to me like sometimes it's once or twice a week, and then some of my kids are coming to my class, and this will be three hours later after, you know, all the classes are over at three, they'll come into drills at six, and one of them will say, God, coach, I, I like maxed out on squats today, my legs are just throttling me, mm. and I'm like, how many days a week do you do, you do squats, and they go, well, like once, and I go, you're maxing out doing squats. What? I think you're you're running the risk of ripping a hamstring more than gaining new strength. Okay. Okay. I and I know what question this is. All right. So, see, that's where you want to ask that question, you know, and you you know, and where the kid the kid needs to be able to go to the coach and say, you know, hey, coach, you know. Um, you know, what's, what's the theory behind this weightlifting scheme you have us on? Cause oh, I, I, because I don't, we could on rainy days go in the weight room, but I don't believe you can get much done in a, an isolated workout. I mean, you really need to be doing, you know, three or four days a week on a program right. <clears throat> to get anything out of it. So when I do stuff, we do TRX and we do medicine balls and you can get something it, it from a one-off on that, but Absolutely. you can't, you can't really from traditional weight training. So, <clears throat> so this is when it's good to start asking the questions. Hey coach, you know, um, why are we doing it like this? Hey, I just, I just wanted to let you know that, you know, it's making it hard for me to go participate in my, in my program after and, you know, and my coach is a little concerned about, you know, my health and all that. So can I, can I, you know, because I'm doing extra stuff, can I be excused from that? You know, um, and, and also when I have kids who I know are playing a lot of tournaments, if they go, if they come back with a tournament draw that shows me that they played three singles matches or more, then they're excused from conditioning, at least for Monday and I will yeah. keep an eye on them. I will actually ask them, how are you feeling? Sure. Because I don't want to push them over the edge, right? So, right. Um, because they really ought not to be playing tennis, you know, 10 straight days or whatever, you know? Right. I mean, if they, if they play um, singles and doubles over the weekend, and then we have five days a week, and then that's 12 days, straight days of playing with no rest, right. that's, that you're asking for it. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, that's... That's my whole point, is not that 
I'm right or they're wrong or anything like that. I'm like, why are you coming in and you can barely walk and you're telling me your hamstrings a little tighter than normal? And right. I'm like, man, that, that's getting dangerous, you know? And you just, we haven't done anything yet. You're just walking in here doing this. You know, I haven't even started a little running or jogging to warm up and right, stuff. Right, right. So, so, you know, I mean, and... I mean, if I have if I have a kid who I know is extremely responsible and they are on a track, you know, to become a D1 player and, you know, and they have big dreams about their tennis and they tell me what their workout is, then I'm like, all right, you know, you don't you don't have to do these spider runs. You know, the other thing, too, I, there's another interesting thing that I've noticed over the years is kids had tendent, um tendency not to want to tell the coach that they're hurt. Um, I don't know how many times I've had to win kids trust by, you know, them finally admitting that they're not a hundred percent. And I'm like, okay, well you have a groin pull. Oh yeah. Well, you're not going to be cool. It, you're not doing conditioning until we get you a hundred percent. Well, so, um, but they, they fear that, um, they'll look weak or that they'll be, it'll mean that they can't play or, you know, they did or also, or they'll lose status on the team or, yeah. you know, yeah. this, that, or the other thing. And you, I think as coaches, we have to send the message that we care a lot more about their well being in the long term than the short term results they're going to give us as on the court. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with that hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, cause in the end to me, uh, whether I'm coaching them in or out of school or whatever, I'm just trying to make the kid a better person and a better and a better player at the same time. And you know, if I can work in conjunction with somebody else, if you know, Bill sends them over to me after a high school practice and they've done this amount of conditioning, I'm gonna rule out out and let's just start hitting some balls to get you a little quick warm up and let's get to, you know, we'll hit some balls and work on some situational stuff. I'll leave the conditioning done. But here we go again, back to you know, you said they're never going to tell you a lot of times, honestly, what they, they're going to tell you more. Oh, we did, we did all this conditioning. Well, all of a sudden, I don't do any, but yeah, they didn't do any over there, or they did very little. So, you know, they're, they're adolescents. They don't know exactly all what they need to do either. So, right. you know, they're just kind of, it's just trying to get all the information so that I can make a better decision, you know, and not overburn them too. Well, and you also have to use your best judgment because some kids will take that license and they'll go, oh, oh, I had, I had some discomfort, <laughs> you know, so they'll, so they'll feel slightly uncomfortable. And so then they, that thing that makes them think that they're going to, you know, be excused from torture because I mean, you know, and at, at parent meetings, I usually I like to say this: I'm not going to kill your kids, but I'm going to take them to the edge of death. Absolutely, because that's that's the only way they're going to be ready for those brutal, you know, three set, three hour matches, you know, right. in 97 degree heat. Absolutely, or Absolutely. more. I agree with that 110. Um, percent Anything else? You got anybody else online you want to tell a story to? I see you looking. Uh, you know, people are kind of popping in and popping out. So right now there's nobody watching that I know of on the Facebook live, but they'll pick it up later. No, you know, there, there's some mistakes that coaches make. So I, you know, I want to, you know, sure. I want to go through some of those. One of the mistakes that coaches make is they, is they play favorites. Um, and they might do it kind of unconsciously, subconsciously. So like, I mean, it's really easy to gravitate towards the kids who are more outgoing Right. You know, more attractive. Yeah. 
sure. uh, and better players, right? Because we get the residual glory of, you know, having those kids on our team. But, you know, I try to go out of my way to reach kids who are quieter or, you know, maybe struggling with their game. Um, and, um, you know, and, um, and really, you know, and even if, and if they won't necessarily talk to me, then I might find like a quiet kid and go, Hey, can you go be their friend? Sure. You know, and, and, you know, just so that I make sure that everybody on the team is taken care of. So, you know, but we tend to spend too much time, I think, with the better players as high school coaches. And um, we don't, you know, make our time as e- as evenly distributed as is possible. And it'll never be perfect. But, right, right, absolutely. You yeah, know, you're never going to please everybody all the time. Right. But you can finish you can or try. Yeah, and when, yeah, when we ask questions, you know, we call on the person that raises their hands first because that's support, supposedly a good thing. But then I'm like, no, 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 no. I've heard enough from you, you know. Right. I need to hear from the other people. Like give right. give the kids who aren't as quick to answer a chance. Give them some think time because yeah. not everybody maybe, maybe, maybe they're, responds maybe quickly. Maybe they're formulating the question for you. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, you might get a more thoughtful response, actually. So, True. And then um, another thing is coaches train their players too much aerobically and not enough anaerobically. So I actually do very, very little aerobic training on court, very little jogging, um, and tons of aerobic work, I mean, anaerobic work. So we're doing, you know, plyometrics, we're doing sprints, we're doing change of direction drills. Um, sure. You know, we're throwing med balls and, and doing, you know, quick, fast feet and, right. you know, lunges where they have to hold their position and then come out of right. it and make a burst, you know, and, sure. you know, turn and run all sorts of different, you know, practicing jab steps and whatnot. So, um, lots and lots of that. And, and my teams have, have affirmed that that is the right way to do it because we have much better second set results than first sets. And, you know, in my career, my teams are winning well over 60% of the three set matches. So, um, so it's proved out that the other kids have lost their zip in the third set. Um, sure. You know, and then, um, you know, and then, you know, back to, back to the criteria. I mean, I think having a criteria and having, oh, having, having consequences that make sense, I think is also important because I am not a big fan of the scorched earth philosophy where, you know, if one or two or a small group of players are misbehaving, that the entire team must be punished. Sure. You know, like the thing, the one of my favorite, one of my least favorite rules is that if you miss a practice, you must miss the next match. And that can just be devastating to your season. Sure. So kid misses practice the day before the big match and he's your number one player and now you're going to pull him and everybody has to move up and then you lose your critical match yeah i mean there's a smarter way to do it so what i generally do if a kid misses a match then they're going to if they miss a practice before a match then they will miss a match but it will be the one of my choosing sure 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 Right. And so I might even take them on a road trip and go, hey, you know, get on the bus. And then when we get there, I'm like, oh, by the way, you're not playing. Right. So support your teammates. But this this allows me 
to say, okay, this is, remember when you missed that practice? This is your punishment today. And, and now support your teammates. And then I, because it's a, not as difficult a match, I can get somebody else in there who can win a match on that day. Sure. So. Yeah, um, you can yeah, pick, pick the match that's going to damage you less, but still it's going to serve a purpose, absolutely. Yeah, because then you're taking away an easy win from them. I mean that's yeah. what that's that's what teenagers want more than anything is a oh, sure. is a chocolate eclair, <laughs> you know, cream puff, right? You took away their oh, double bagel. Puffs, that's right. Uh, anything else you want to add, man? I think you've tapped on about everything that you know from, from a high school perspective. Um, yeah, I would just say you know just get a little bit better every day. Um, you know, get get to know the coaches in your area. Do continuing education. Um, anybody who's watching this, um, parent, coach, parent or coach, feel free. You can reach out to me, and I will uh, consult with you. I'll give you twenty minutes of my time, and we can. Uh, you know, pretty pretty much have a hundred percent track record of people being happy with their twenty minute call. Um, if you're not aware, I wrote a book called The Art of Coaching High School Tennis, which you can find on Amazon. Um, and then if you click my name on that, then it'll take you to all my books. Um, and you can find me on Facebook pretty easily. So, you know, get in touch. You know, I, I try to make myself available to people and fully present, you know, listening to what it is your issue is and we can solve that. Well, I sure appreciate you being on here, Bill. And I will, I'm sure we'll get to personally meet somewhere down the road at a tennis conference or a teaching exhibition somewhere. I got to get back out to Texas. I, I, I'm available to come to tennis coaches workshops to speak. And I was at the Texas high school tennis coaches, um, convention in 2017, which is pretty awesome. Love that one. So, sure. yeah, I, you know, if I'm, if I'm on a trip already or you want to fly me out, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll work like a dog for you. <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll knock myself out. I, I, you know, appreciate it and uh like i said we will get together somewhere down the road uh hopefully this uh i'll put this up on uh, our podcast and uh i'll make sure i put some links on there for your books um and everybody knows they can now click on your link up there at amazon and find you uh and that's a good thing too uh but i appreciate you being here and all your expertise is greatly appreciated awesome okay and so my email is bill.patton at tennis.life but tennis is spelled T-E-N-N-U-S, T-E-N-N-U-S dot life, build dot patent at tennislife.com. Or no, just tennis dot life. Gotcha. All right, buddy. I appreciate it. I appreciate you hooking me up with Zoom, and uh, we will chit-chat, okay? Thanks for watching. You bet. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye. I'd like to thank our guest, Mr. Bill Patton. Like I said, he's the author of many books, especially The Art of Coaching High School Tennis. You can find that at Amazon.com. Uh, you can also email Bill at bill.patton at T-E-N-N-U-S dot life. Um, we sure appreciate his time and expertise on the subject of coaching high school tennis and philosophies of it and conditioning and many other subjects. Hope you all enjoyed this podcast. Our next podcast uh, with a guest 
we'll be hopefully getting Mr. Keith Evans, the director of the uh, club at Goose Creek Club in Oxford, Mississippi. Uh, he is also the founder and, um, I guess, CEO of the Keith Evans Tennis Academy, developing high-performance juniors out of the Memphis, uh, Oxford area. Keith uh, also is an Ole Miss Rebel, so it uh, be interesting to uh, get with him on uh, Zoom and chit-chat with him for a little bit to see about the state of all the changes in junior development and junior tournament play uh, over the years. Uh, Keith is a good friend of mine, and I uh, look forward to getting that uh, podcast up for you. Hopefully you got any questions, you can always email us at bikesburpeesbackhands at gmail.com. I appreciate you listening, and y'all have a good evening. Thank <laughs> you.